do that on my last show. Hey, folks, how are you? All right, now the music. Hi, this is James, Geek Loves Nerd. Trying to find something common since 2006. No, married 1996. Two years, <laughs> two years baby. Oh. Late last week. Late last week. Would... <laughs> hey, this is Geek Loves Nerd podcast. Trying to find something in common since 1996. <laughs> Been married for two years. We got all kinds of advice. <laughs> we know more than you. Two long years. <laughs> I'm 23. That makes Jenna uh, legitimate. Yes. <laughs> it's not real gold. Don't tell her. Oh, I stink today. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, we get along fine. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Geek Loves Nerd. Uh, trying to find something in common since 1996, episode 18, brought to you the week of July 18th. Jen, you know the last time we did a show on our show notes? I mean, other than the cheater show. That was that a did, legitimate good was, show. was May 18th. Two, wow. Two months ago. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Our life has been busy. It has. And uh, that's kind of what our topic's going to be a little later today is the whole idea of what do you do in stressful situations, stressful times? How do you handle them? I handle them great. Oh, wow. I am perfect. <laughs> anyway, my name's James. I'm the geek. And my name's Jen, and I'm the nerd. And uh, we're glad that you joined us here on our uh, our quarterly show. <laughs> <laughs> Once a quarter. Once every two or three months, we like to put one out for you there, folks. So uh, thanks for hanging in there and being with us and putting up with our shenanigans. I told you it should have been a monthly show from the beginning. No, that was back when you were like, hey, I'm Jen, and... I hate doing this. Are you making fun of my podcast abilities? No, no. Your former podcast disabilities. Oh, yeah. I should quit but now. Tell the, tell the people the circumstances with which we're able to do this show. I mean, it's because it's very random. Very not planned. Meaning like that both kids are sleeping? Yeah. yeah temporarily. And could may it, only last for five more minutes. It could we, change at any moment. We never know. We well, might wake up Jenna right now. That's part of the appeal of this show is that uh, people like. I mean, if you're listening to the show, it's because you like our random child noises in the background. Mm -hmm. So deal. Deal with it. I will not apologize. I will glorify in them. Matter of fact, hopefully you will all be sad because you won't hear any. Yeah. I will be happy. I will be too. So welcome. Um, just a quick order of news. If you like this show and you think it's worth a buck or two, uh, why not uh, check us out? Check our uh, sponsor a show. You can go to geeklovesnerd.com, click on sponsor us, and uh, for $5 a show or whatever you want to contribute through PayPal, um, we'll mention you. We'll mention you here. But, uh, you know, if don't send a dollar a week, especially no, since we don't insulting. do a show a week. But Maybe, save it up. Yeah, $5 for every two months. That's not really asking a lot. <laughs> hey, weekly updates. I've got a ton because it's been two months. I went back literally through our calendar and kind of notated some Why did you have to do that? I'm not stuff. prepared like that. Well, that's because I prepared for both of us. I barely remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> um, calm yourself. I'm so calm. Jen's mom, calm yourself. 
<laughs> wonder where she gets it from. Psychopath little girl that we have. All right, weekly updates. Um, I started. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. You started smoking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you said? Started smoking broccoli. Mm. Uh, it's very nutty. Uh, no, I wanted to say it a different way. The first one. You had a problem. You came home with me. You came home with me. It's a great. Thing. <laughs> that is a big problem. You're such a slut. <laughs> James, don't uh, say that word. It's a, it's a family show. Came home with me. Um, no, you came home one day to me, and you said, which is a great thing for a wife to do, and you were all upset. You were just, I'm going to lose my job. We're going to be poor. We're going to be in the poor house because you, you sickly man, don't make enough money to support us. I do not trust you. I have no faith in your ability to keep up with the Joneses, so I'm really upset. And um, I like my job. And what did I do? What did I do for you, you to keep help you keep your job? I got to go in at least once in a while to keep my job. That's what the deal was. You started. You said you'd stay home with the kids. That's right. Because I am one morning a week. One for morning a, few a week hours. for a few hours for a few months, and so every Wednesday morning I'm Mister Mom, and I do it out of the kindness of my own and heart. I am the greatest it. man <laughs> in the world. I am the greatest husband. I ask for no. Uh, no subsequent monies being... Yeah, except for $30. Oh, stop! <laughs> it's not babysitting. It is fathering. That's what I told my brother. In, in, I was laughing at myself because, yeah, I get paid people. It's great. <laughs> and it was something Jen offered. It's just not right. It isn't right. Morally, it's not right. And, and I'm not doing it for the money. I'd do it anyway, but the money sure is nice. $10 an hour. I, I'm, I'm pretty cheap. For, for what you're getting for your money. I don't know. I used to get house cleaning. That hey, kind of hey, your boy went psycho on me. He I took a bottle it. for the first Wednesday. And then after that, he's like, I want mom. Blah, you're ugly and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> he ate cereal last time, didn't he? He did. He did eat it. But then he complained. No, well, that's not my fault. He complains Because cereal comes he... out of a spoon. It's not nearly as an attractive <laughs> of, a, of a device. Don't say that. Sorry, just being honest. <laughs> if I was a baby, I'd be complaining too. He is a boy. <laughs> like this is not exactly what I'm accustomed to. So anyway, uh, okay. So started staying home on the Wednesday mornings. Um, we at church, you know, most people know I'm a pastor. We stopped having Sunday night services. What, what's your feedback on that? Me, um, is it nice having Sunday evenings to ourselves? It kind of is, but you know, since I don't really do that much, it was kind of sad for me because that was another outing. That yeah, I, you know, free childcare, exactly. And I got out of the house, and I, I liked Sunday nights. Really, of of all the church services, it was kind of the core people that came back, and right, I knew most of the people. Well, so. we still do it once a month on second Sundays, and uh, we've had one of those so far, and we're looking forward to to kind of a new routine. But it's kind of taking the fun out of sleeping on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, because you you don't sleep as well when you don't have to get up. Yeah, what is it about having only two hours to nap that it's like the best two hours of your life? Because who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But I, yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway, um, oh, I did a uh, nobody character for somebody through drawyourpicture.com. It was really fun. Uh, had a guy uh, email me. And uh, at nobody's listening to us at gmail.com said, hey, I want you to do a nobody character and I want you to draw this Abby Cadabby uh, character from, uh, what is that, Sesame Street. But I want you to draw her looking like my one and a half year old daughter. And it was really cute. It was, I got to admit. And it was the first uh, artwork I did on my new Wacom tablet, which I got with my own money. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really cool. It was really fun. 
Uh, so I sent that off. If I could do any artwork for you guys out there, you know, a little plug. Was that a weekly update or a plug? It was both. Check it out at drawyourpicture.com. Oh, my god! Check it out at drawyourpicture.com. our podcast, not yours. So you need to move on from your self-promotion. Uh, speaking of self-promotion, I did a couple of speaking engagements. I did one at a men's ministry meeting called, uh, where my title was Your Past. Use it or get used by it. I thought you were going to say use it or lose it. <laughs> use your past or lose your past. Sorry, as much as you'd like, you can't lose your past, but you can use it. So anyway, uh, unfortunately, it was a little too personal and a little too small of a group to you know dispense that. But maybe one day we'll do a Geek Loves Nerd uh, type of episode about your past and how you can use it or or get used by it and just keep some of the personal stuff out of it. But uh, that was fun. And then Jen and I did a marriage conference of sorts at our uh, here in Kansas City, and it was pretty fun. We did a couple of classes that we did together, which was kind of fun. We did one called Parents as Pastors, talking about how parents can get involved in, in their child's spiritual life. It's so easy for them to get involved in their uh, academic life and their extracurricular life and sports life and boys' life and all that, but you know, when spiritual stuff comes along, it's like, oh well, we do prayers, we do prayers at bedtime. But other than that, you know, what do you do? You know, do you throw Bibles at your children like you're supposed to? It That's says it right do. there in Genesis. Throw your Bible at your kids. Uh, but uh, anyway, and then Jen did one, or we both did one called "Working Wife to Stay at Home Mom." And it was really cool. And Jen wore her best uh, Levi's denim dress and uh, fluffed her <laughs> hair out and and wore her kids and 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 rolled down her socks. And it was really cool. Yeah, I really represented the stay at home moms in a great sort of way. There weren't a lot of people at these classes because the you know the married couples were older, you know, yeah. than most didn't of really us. Didn't really apply. They didn't have young children. Yeah, and they'd forgotten. Staying at home, stay at home moms was like a thing of the past. Well, for I them. I tell you, the menopause class though was very very well populated. It was great. So I was glad to have a small class. Uh, we also celebrated our 13th anniversary of marriage. Except it was, or as we like really, to call it, mirage. Really, our 12th. Because it's what? It was only 12 years. Oh, 1996 one. It's 2008. What if I've been married longer than you? Apparently you have. Apparently you're in 2009. Oh, man. Um, so it was only 12 years, huh? Yeah. But we're in our 13th year of marriage. We are now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but it didn't go very well. No, it didn't. Dare to tell the people. Care, right, care me, to tell, tell the people. Let me tell the people. Okay. So we went out to dinner. Mm. We went to the Cheesecake Factory. Had a wonderful conversation. We did. Yeah, we recounted everything we'd ever and done. We couldn't remember most of our anniversary. You did great, except for the sixth year. But I Jen sat and remembered every single and thing we'd James ever done. James remembered nothing. <laughs> I remembered nothing but like the first one, and um, which was the honeymoon. And then we were going to go to the movies, wow. and we were. Uh, we were about 30 minutes from home. Yeah. Kids were with babysitter. Yeah. And in danger apparently. Let me um let me just say though, what a few days before you had called me. Yeah, on a Wednesday. On morning, a Wednesday on the way crying. home saying this is just not going to work. This the baby's boy going nuts. Lost his mind. No one should ever have to deal with this. He was terrible. He won't take a bottle. He won't do anything. So this He's is my screaming fault. and screaming and screaming. So I had this huge fear about leaving him. He's like, we should never put any babysitter through this. <laughs> you did. You said that. I was having a moment. Yeah. And you said, this is just horrible. 
It's horrid. And um, so, so I had this fear, and it's been you know two hours I think since we left, and we were going to see a movie, but the movie didn't start for another hour. We were half an hour away, and I just had this horrible. We were going to go see the Incredible Hulk. That that the baby was going to start screaming, and he was going to scream for hours. Or no, my big fear is we were going to have to leave the movie in the middle of the movie. Because the baby was like the Incredible Hulk. He was going to be looking at mm-hmm. the child care person and be like, don't make me hungry. That's right. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And so <laughs> I decided that it would be better if we left rather than have to leave in the you middle know, of the movie. Don't act like it was a decision, like a flat decision. There it wasn't. Were, there were levels I went back and forth of decisions. Because I couldn't. I was, I was scared and I wanted to stay. Our but 13th. then I was scared and it was just our 12th. So maybe our 13th will really work out well. <laughs> um, it was bad. Um, I felt bad about any decision I made. Because I thought if we had to leave in the middle of the movie, that would be worse. One thing that didn't come to mind was calling said child person. Well, I talked to her and she hadn't fed the baby yet. So mm. then I'd, it was an unknown. So we get home. Mm, so we left. And it was not hap- not a happy moment for us. No, not very. And uh, we get home, and the babysitter's That's why all I skipped happy. the 12th one. We're just on the 13th. <laughs> babysitter's thrilled that the baby had eaten a big old thing of cereal. Oh, Jen. She ate. He ate the cereal. So Fuck, he, it's all gone. So he would have been fine, of Baby's course. Baby's smiling, learning his ABCs. Yeah, He's I all advanced know. and stuff. And um, we're at home, and we're not happy. Yeah, and we still haven't made up for that. No. 12th one? So next year, when we're sitting down at our 13th and we're recounting, we'll just forget what happened on the 12th, too. That's a good idea. Just stop the Sixth and the 12th. Every six years, it sucks. <laughs> that's apparently the rule. <laughs> at least that's not too bad. Whatever happened on the 6th, I don't know. Well, last year, we didn't even do anything at all. So it was kind of a step up. So folks, uh, our men who listen to the show, like all three of you, every now and then, the women do mess up. And they admit it, but not freely. I didn't really mess up. I was really kind of... It was for the I was baby. just overly concerned about our child's eating. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we put a new check-in system at the church, which is really cool. It's all computerized and cool. Do you know how to run it yet? Yeah, I remember I ran it that one time. Yeah. People I are, kept forgetting to save because it should save automatically. You shouldn't have to click apply. Assign? Yeah, assign, but that's yeah. for one-time things. Like if somebody wants to visit no, another class or something. that's annoying. I kept forgetting Nobody knows that. what we're talking about. But the point is I, I suggest I, – I, uh, when I first signed up to try to – dad gum phone, go ahead. Go ahead and get it. I'll just tell the people while you're gone. So go enjoy your phone that's ringing. Now, when I uh, when I signed up and, and tried to get this thing approved with our board, the board was really concerned that there wouldn't be anybody that wanted to work it. Now, phone's very far away apparently. Uh, but I, I um, predicted that there would be people that would be interested in the computer side of things and it would kind of create its own workforce. And that has proven to be the case. And we've got all these people that don't necessarily work in any other area that are showing up in droves to get cleared and work uh, behind the counter and do some customer service. Because that's really what check-in is. It's your first line of defense. And people, uh, when they're late for service, is n- they're not real happy. Because so, it's your fault that they showed up late to church and all, right? Yeah. So anyway, Jen, who's not here, uh, we're just going to move on to the next thing. And uh, that would be uh, that we have spent I've, – I've spent the last two weeks, not this week, but the last two weeks before that. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm, I'm back. I spent the last two weeks at kids camp. Not as a counselor, like I usually do, sitting and, and living and and sleeping in the same room as the kids. I was a staff person. I had three jobs. One, I was the uh, assistant 
No, I was the administrative assistant to the camp director. I was camp staff coordinator, and I was outside games director. And so it was my job to create games, uh, you know, conceptualize them, create outside games, build them, deliver them, and then run them, and then even coordinate the staff that would run the games and uh, the entire camp. It was a huge job. Which is uh, which is really what we're going to be talking about today because that created um, some stress in our in our life, mostly in Jen's. Yeah, I, mostly in mine. I thrive off that kind of stress because it's a purpose and all that kind of stuff. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. You also had a birthday. Yes, you had a birthday, and Jen is now twenty nine. <laughs> Yay, kids are <laughs> screaming! <laughs> oh no. Oh. Anyway, I'm actually 32. Oh, wow. Admit it right there on the show. I don't even care because that's I'm, awesome. I'm over 30. I actually, that's one of the matter. things that attracted me to you when we dated is you ate in front of me on our first date. Um, you didn't have beautiful fingernails. I mean, you had nice fingernails, but they weren't all glossy and, and you weren't very girly. And, and even today, you still tell people your age. That's awesome. I wasn't very You're the girly. the best woman ever. Well, anyway, I'm going to pause and, and save what we've got so far and we'll see what happens to the dunder. Hold on www.newscastlive.com All the news you need to know in just 30 minutes. Hi, I'm Mike James, host of Newscast Live. I'd like to invite you to check out the show every Tuesday and Friday over at newscastlive.com. We cover science news, technology, health, culture, and of course, the internet. If it's news that's fun, if it's news that's informative, you're going to hear it on NewscastLive.com. I always keep it clean. I always keep it informative. And I always make sure we have a whole lot of fun. So come check it out over at NewscastLive.com. You know, if you didn't hear it on Newscast Live, was it really news? www.NewscastLive.com If you're looking for a podcast with all the news newscastlive.com Okay, is the baby good? Hopefully the baby's good. Uh, baby's never good. The baby's just quiet. For minutes at a time. Uh, Alright, kids stuff. Um, uh, we did talk about your birthday, though. Mm-hmm. What did you get for your birthday? I got a dishwasher. A very nice, new, fancy dishwasher. You know, and, and the media would tell you that wives don't like presents like that, but mine does. I do, because the old one was yucky, but... I didn't want to spend the money to buy a new one. And I installed it for you. Yes, you did. And it was not easy. It wasn't. I, I'm ashamed to say. It was lots of I problems. I think you should be ashamed. I am. Oh. I got frustrated. I, I stabbed my own thumbnail with a screwdriver. Ow. On purpose? No. Oh, okay. Why would I do that on purpose? What <laughs> kind of fool know. do you think I well, am? Well, you said I got frustrated and then you said... Do you want to uh, have it out right here on the show? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I also got a coffee grinder. Yeah. And which I really like. I didn't I thought that was a big waste of time to have to grind your coffee and then make it. Mm-hmm. But oh it tastes a lot better. It really does. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really plus it's really fun to grind the beans. <laughs> don't ask me why. Don't move on to other things. What do you mean? It'd be fun to grind rice. Would it be fun <laughs> to grind apple slices? Maybe that's why people make their own baby food. I don't know. Because it's fun. Um, and you don't have to, like, lean forward. Oh, okay. Just letting you know. You could be as chilled as you were during the first half of the show. Well, I know I'm, you feel an urgency about finishing now that I do. the kid's and, um, pacified. 
I uh, I also am very into my birthday presents. So. Oh, okay. So there was an urgency there, too. Oh, crap. Because we just got a Chick-fil-A close to us. Yes, we did. Big time. Big so time. we've got Chick-fil-A and uh, more, a little less recently a uh, Papa John. So we're we're set. Well, that makes us sound like a small town, like we've never had a Papa John's. No, well, near us. Yeah, like within a, a mile well, or two. It's it, it's almost rural in the way that in the city it takes time to drive, even if it's not that far away. Right. And uh, you just don't want to do it. Mm-mm. But the pizza's good. So uh, your birthday was awesome. You got lots of good stuff. Unfortunately, I was at camp during your birthday, so I still owe you a dinner. Yes, you do. Yeah. Sushi. Okay. Did you know that? Um, n- I think I, I did. I expect you to eat the sushi, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I expect you to talk into your microphone. <laughs> now you've gotten me all stressed out. I'm sorry. I don't want to critique you, but... You are. I also don't want to let you listen to the show later and you're like, I sound like I'm in a cave. <laughs> I quit. Okay, kid stuff. Uh, Jenna told me just today, we were, no, last night we were at Walmart, uh, which I went to Walmart and I didn't want to, and I took care of your kids for you. Yes, you did. Uh, but anyway, we were walking through the electronics department, and Jenna starts freaking out. She's just <laughs> gotten back from a week with your family, you know, in Georgia. You were down there and all this. And her cousin apparently had a gaming, the portable gaming device mm-hmm. known popularly as a uh, DS, a, a Nintendo DS, dual screen. Well, my daughter's three. She knows what it is. It's mommy's game. Mommy has one of those. <laughs> yes. But uh, she's like, oh, Kaylee, Kaylee has one of those. She has a, and she thinks about it for a minute. She goes, a DSP. <laughs> and I was so proud and so ashamed of my daughter at the same time. First, because she confused the two, but but mostly I was very proud because she confused a DS and a PSP. Yes. And so she knows what both of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knew enough, and she has enough geek in her already to know that, that you know, to, to even make that mistake. You should see her playing that game. She is. She played it? Oh, yeah, she played a bunch of games. Okay, because every time I take her to the store and we walk uh-huh. past the aisle, they have that, that mommy's game stuck out, mm-hmm. you know, on the little holder. And I let her grab the pen and she pokes around on a little bit, but she doesn't really do anything. No, they have games for her age. They have a Crayola game and they have this smart girl game or OMG. something. OMG. Like oh, wow. Yeah. My my heart is full. So full I can hardly handle we it. We need to get her one of we those We do. Games. I'm glad we agree on this. Wow. Because... <sighs> I told you it'd be a good thing for her to play with, and you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. We will get that for her as soon as I get a new television, a new surround sound system, and a new computer. Thanks so much. You don't think we should get her a game? <laughs> I do. It costs a I, little less than a television. I've got to get some pork belly stuff in there <laughs> as well. It's not a Senate bill, James. Yes, it is. It's a video And you game have no line out of veto. <laughs> you have got I have to all go the line. I'm vetoing everything but the game. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Jenna, okay, the, 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 we were driving to the church the other day, and, dude, we, we're, we our church is in the hood, and, you know, when you get off um, the main highway and you start to get into the to the inner city, there's this popular hangout for, for homeless people. But this particular day, every single possibility of every single place a homeless pre- person could be, they were full. Every spot was full of a homeless guy. And they all had their signs. But there was this one dude 
And I'd seen him a couple weeks before camp, and he was shirtless. And I'd noted, somebody had pointed out to me, he had a Hitler tattoo on his back. And, you know, it's not the best place to be in the hood when you and, and shirtless mm-hmm. when you have a Hitler tattoo. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to be honest, African-Americans that I've seen typically are very generous to these guys, which blows my mind because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just most of the homeless that I see are uh, white people. And I'm getting into racial stuff here, but I'm just saying. No, um, it's true. Most all the time it's white people at those corners of the street. That's true. But what I was saying is um, my my shock is not that African-Americans are generous. I got no doubt about that. It's that they have a heart uh, apparently their heart goes out to these white men stay on the side of the road, not working. And, and, uh, I'm like, Hey, more power to you. Uh, but anyway, point being, you probably don't want a Hitler tattoo on your back no, when you're, when your good. best customer, not good for business <laughs> when you're begging. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's not the point. The point is my daughter sees this guy and he's a little more tan two weeks later. And, uh, but you can still see this Hitler tattoo, He's got a pair of shorts on and and uh, no shirt, and my daughter starts giggling, and she goes, "He's naked, <laughs> he's naked." Because what I'll do is when she's running around in just her shorts or whatever, I I'm like naked, and I holler that out, and and she goes runs and gets dressed, you know, and so apparently um, she thinks every time she sees a guy in nothing but shorts that he is naked. So we tried to explain to her. Well, because I don't want her to think, you know, she's looking at porn in her mind at three years old, <laughs> not even good stuff. So anyway, that yeah. was uh, that was our <laughs> weekly update there. Sick and twisted and yeah. racial. Thanks for that. Wow. Forgive us. Okay, main topic, stressful times. Let's talk about them. What what are what are the problems? I mean, our, let's set it up. This okay. this two weeks of camp. Mm-hmm. First week you went with me. Mm-hmm. And you took the kids and stayed in the hotel, and, mm-hmm. and we did that together while I worked during the day. Second week, you went off to your families. Mm-hmm. But this really isn't so much about those two weeks. It's the two weeks of prep Which, that I had to spend working uh, my full-time job and you know uh, working in the garage, creating these games, designing them, building them, testing them out in the front yard, painting them. Um what are the what are the problems that arise in a stressful situation like that? What are the what are the big deals? What makes it so stressful? Um, the the biggest deal for me was first of all I didn't even consider. I knew you'd be gone the two weeks, but I wasn't thinking about you being gone. You know, so to speak, the two weeks before, busy working on stuff. Right, because typically I just didn't think it through. I'm done at five ish. I, I come was home. thinking games, and I'm like, you're, you're just gonna do like hopscotch with chalk. And do I do those kinds of things though? No, but I was just thinking it would be simple. What I do just, I do? I forgot you were involved. Ugh. What do I do when you give me a task where I can be creative? You make it like 10 times more complex than anybody oh, else. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was expecting a great compliment. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I make it complex. I make it, it is a com- I the mean, greatest thing ever that I can yes, possibly. That's my job. It is. And, uh, well, typically on a typical day, I get home around 5-ish, 5.30-ish, 6 o'clock, and I'm there for you with the kids mm-hmm. until bedtime. And... Yeah, um, you hold the you hold the baby while I make dinner and Yeah, but that didn't happen because um 
because I was working and the baby's crying upstairs. So let's go take care of that. We'll be right back, people. Bye-bye. How are you doing tonight? What is Jawbone? Welcome to Jawbone. Uh, this is going to be kind of a laid back show. Sometimes you just open up the mic. You don't really know what to say. I got a couple of things I can throw your way. I always prepare. I try to be prepared. The BBC calls Jawbone the podcast Jerry Seinfeld would have made had he settled down in Cleveland with five children. I smell like kielbasa or like a ham sandwich. Hey, what's up with the foreigners? Witty, funny, hilarious, says the guy reading this promo. Down with Adam Chicken Curry. Sir, is it a Sasquatch or is it more of a skunk ape? Did I dial 911 once? <laughs> I've been down 911. Hang on, let me hang up. It's like eavesdropping on your neighbors, says Lynn and Nora's neighbor. Because we weren't talking about racy topics. Oh, yeah, Like right. all married people do. I just can't even talk to a married person who isn't talking about something racy. From the streets of Cleveland comes Jawbone Radio with Lynn and Nora. <laughs> Listen in at jawboneradio.com and find out what is Jawbone anyway. Yeah, it's kicking, it's rocking, it's, uh, you know, stick it in your ear and listen to it. Okay, Dunder is with us now, and we're going to try to get through the rest of the show without uh, too many more interruptions. My apologies. Uh, what we're talking about is typically I'm with you uh, in the evenings. I wasn't because I was every, every spare moment from like, you know, what, 8 in the morning to 10, 10, 10 30 at night. Mm-hmm. I was working. I had David with me. I had a friend from church with us working, designing, building these games. Uh, as a side note, if you want to know more about those games, go to nlcast.com and just look up camp games and you'll see what we designed and built. But anyway, uh, so what is it What is it about the stressful times that, that – makes them hard on you you already said i'm not there yeah um, you're not there i'm to away even though i'm not away to help help with the kids at night and i kind of in my mind it's like if i can make it to five i can make it through the rest of the day because mm. you come home and relieve me a little bit you get the impression that jen's life is just he double hockey sticks that she just hates it <laughs> i do why do you say that i don't know it just sounds that way i struggle you know i struggle well, i struggle too with okay. my life. Yes, yeah, so we both struggle. It's terrible to be a pastor who doesn't really like being around people very much. Yeah, that's not good. That's the curse of the geek. That's like that's like being a mom who just has a hard time taking care of kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. <laughs> we have something in common there. We both Since 1996. <laughs> <laughs> we're both not cut we're out both, for what we do. We're both losers. Anyway, <laughs> No, but um, that was just, yeah, that was really stressful because it's like, well, and what's, it's even worse in my mind when you're here, mm-hmm. but you can't, I mean, I, you can't help. And so it's like, I don't know. It's like, if you're not here, it's like, you definitely can't help. You're not even here, but it's like, if you're physically in the house. It's just that much more frustrating. Yeah. Cause it's like, he's around, but yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, it's just mentally that right. it's not not anything you did. It's just. Well, yeah. let me just say right now that I appreciate you very, very much, because unless except for you doing what you do and going through these times, I would not be able to do what I was able to do. And would you agree that at the end of the rainbow, I mean, we're skipping ahead. Was it worth the sacrifice? Yeah, for, I definitely think it was because okay, hundreds of kids got to enjoy literally and are still enjoying this this input and and let's just say too, um, it was for a good cause. It was more than just creating games for a 
for an event. I mean, to me, that's not worth the sacrifice. The big picture was that we were doing this for a camp director who had found out his wife had cancer, mm-hmm. who who has three to six months to live unless the Lord does something. Um, and we, all of us local pastors, got together and decided to start taking parts of his job away from him because mm-hmm. I couldn't fathom you know, having to sacrifice a month of my life to camp when I've only got three or six months with my own spouse. So there was, you know, a greater cause. There was a greater purpose to, to doing these things and to do it right and to sacrifice. It was worth it. And and as another side note, this was something Jen and I decided on in advance of me taking it on. Can, and, can and we, we do even, this? We even did a, a really good compromise about this because – you had originally talked about doing the whole month, which I knew was crazy, but it was still going to be you know worth it yeah. to ask. And um, and I just mentioned could could you go ahead and set up the games and get it going for the first two weeks, and then have someone else take over, and that ended up working out. Yep, so. I did the hardest part, and and didn't have to put in the time that right. I was willing, so it all worked out. And they've had no problems. I wrote up directions and all that kind of stuff. But point being, um, those are the those are the things that, that are problems. Now, this is uniquely centered on Jen because I was having a blast. I'm out there working. I'm doing what I love. I'm being creative. I don't have to deal with the kids so much. But but <laughs> nobody likes the kids. <laughs> it's not without its problems because you know I have to deal with the, the lady wife. that's all stressed <laughs> out. Yeah, and uh, so you know it 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 was it was hard. It's hard for me too because Jen's, you know, bushed. She, I'm feeling a little bit guilty. I'm having to, you know, um, just stretch myself both ways there, trying to make sure I take care of her needs and the needs of the garage. Because mm-hmm. the garage is important. Well, they are. Is there any way you get further away from the microphone? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was so too literal. close. And well, then I'm, uh, don't tell me. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can pull the microphone closer to the edge of the desk. That is a grand idea. And then you won't have to deal with it. This is so professional. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. well, one day you'll know all this for yourself. I'm not a professional proper, podcaster. Proper mic technique is something that I don't expect from you yet, but I will shortly. <laughs> okay, no pressure. Uh, so, okay, so what are the problems? What uh, What thoughts do you battle in your head? While you're, because I know you, and you're you're a thinker, and you deal not so much with reality. Sometimes you deal with perceived reality. Yeah. Well, one thing I always battle is it's like it's so frustrating that it's like you get to do the cool stuff. Oh. You know, I mean, you get to just and and you it's don't. True. I mean, the kids are not your hundred percent responsibility. If you need to do stuff, it is my job to take them. <laughs> But it doesn't really flip the other way, so it's it's just frustrating, and it's not really you. It's just the kind of the way we're set up, and it's it's just the kids being young. I mean, I know with Jenna, once they get get older, you know, the responsibility is a lot less in that. You know, it's not as intense. Right. Go out in the yard. That's yeah, what you tell them. Exactly. You can't do that right now. You no. can't lay the dunder in the in the grass. No. And walk I mean, away. It, the ants will find him eventually. <laughs> exactly. And even if I didn't, you know, if I just had Jenna, it'd be a lot different because we could. They would probably start with his him. eyes. <laughs> yeah, probably. So don't do that. <laughs> I, I won't do that. Thanks. But, uh, um, yeah. So, but I try to keep that in perspective because I, you know, I remember with Jenna, it's just frustrating with an infant because it is a lot of work and it's very tiring and you don't have much freedom. Not right now, but I will. Right. So, but yeah, it is frustrating because it's like, and I, I want, you know, I, I wish I could devote, you know, my full attention to getting something accomplished like mm. that, you know, and it's so just. So you want to build 3D pipe mazes? 
No, I could never do that in a million years, but um, I couldn't even hammer a piece of wood to another piece of wood. Oh, come on. Maybe you I could. C- no, not it without. It wouldn't be straight, yeah. not without a nail, I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you it wouldn't be straight. It wouldn't It wouldn't stand on its own. Just you sell yourself short. You, you're a carpenter deep inside. <laughs> I am not. You're a fine cabinet maker. <laughs> I made a step stool once, but it was crooked. <laughs> what <laughs> grade? Like sixth or seventh grade. It was wow. nice looking, but the, the bottom part of it was a little bit crooked. That's okay, too. just put it on our hardwood floor. It's yeah. nice and crooked, too. Is it really? No. Oh. I just want to stress you out just yeah, a touch. Yeah, you did. Thanks. So <laughs> so I get to do the fun stuff. You get the bad, the bad stuff. And that's the story of, of women's liberation right there throughout history. Yeah. Men get to do fun stuff like go and fight in wars mm-hmm. and, and work nine to five. And, um, and women have to stay home with the kids and get to take naps and eat bonbons. But we have no bonbons to make you fat. <laughs> I'm just lying. No, I was playing thing, the role of the stereotypical male. The other thing that frustrated me is I, I felt like I should provide dinner, and then it was, like, stressful that there were other people involved with dinner. Because you'll uh, eat whatever I cook, but it's like, you don't want to put someone else through that. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. The truth comes out. I'll cook for somebody else, but not my husband. <laughs> I cook for you. Yeah. No, it's just you don't. I don't have to, I know what you like and don't like. That's true. I understand. You pretty much don't like anything. <laughs> so, uh, what do I, as your husband, forget when I'm focused like that? Um, I don't know. You forget. You forget about me. <laughs> do I? I know. I don't know. I, I don't. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm talking about you things get, that stress you out, and I'm trying to help other geek oh. men out there to understand what what are they forgetting when they're so focused. Because I do. When I focus on something like this, yeah, it gets my heart no. and soul. And thank God I've got some constructive things, because when it was World of Warcraft, I did the same thing, but that yeah. was fruitless and mm-hmm. useless. But now, you know, I'm, I actually have outlets where I can do creative things, and it's for a purpose, and it's something that you can rationalize and say, okay, I'll make this sacrifice. We'll do it together. Um, James with his time and me with my frustration level. Uh, but what, what do I forget? What am I, or am I forgetting thing? Maybe it's a loaded question. I don't know. Well, I know like, um, uh, one thing I noticed when we were at camp actually there is just, you know, you, you like me to come along, but then once I'm there, it's like you, you have a lot of other things going on. It's like, you almost forget how, how committed you are. Mm-hmm. And how you know little time you really have for anything. Well, else yeah, because I'd be running a game. I'd see Jenna. I'd hug her, and then almost immediately forget that she was even there, mm-hmm. and then get right back into what I'd been doing. And I hated that later when I thought back to it. I was like, oh, I saw Jenna for like two seconds today. I, I didn't even focus on. It. I didn't even pay mm-hmm. attention to her really, other than to hug her. Yeah. And and there, then I go, okay, Jen and the baby must have been there too. Mm-hmm. And I never even thought to look at them. I mean, that's the level of intensity. I mean, but when you're refereeing a game, you well, know. yeah, and, and Jenna wasn't even supposed to come up to you then. But again, let me throw a compliment <laughs> at you. You, you're awesome with that. I mean, that's something you worked through a long time ago when I first became a minister. Even is that when I'm on the job, when I'm at church, you, you're really cool with that. I can't mm-hmm. if I can't focus on you a hundred percent. Um, similar to what you said about the, the, the dinner thing. It's not that I don't, it's not that you don't want to cook for me, but it's, but it's important when other people come over, you have to give them, you know, something special. Well, it's the same thing at church. It's not that they're more important than you, but I can, for lack of a better word, abuse our relationship because it's stronger. Mm 
mm-hmm. a little bit. I can stretch it and ask you to wait because I've got this weak relationship, this surface relationship with somebody else that that is easily injured and easily taken advantage of. Um, but but on the other hand, I think to toot not to toot my own horn, but I'm saying I think you'd be able to say that I I pay as much attention to you as possible in those situations, so that when I can't, it's not. It's the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that works out that way for the most part. We have a good relationship beneath most all the, the crap. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know if it was good or not for me to go to camp. but <laughs> I, I, I know that every night I forgot to put that. We do every other night where I put Jenna to bed. And I know there was a lot of nights I didn't do that. Yeah, that was fresh. I was frustrated with that. Yeah. I was, yeah, not happy. So, uh. I'm sorry, but I was dirty. It's hard to snuggle up with a book when you're covered in plastic PVC sawdust type stuff. Oh, dr- yeah. Well, yeah, it just it was just a long time. It's just tired. It was a month. Yeah, it was a Give long or take. time. Um, I, I just want to say this. One thing I, I found that Jen did, and uh, I don't want to read your mail on here, but I think sometimes women maybe, maybe do this too, is they she didn't communicate. To me, how she felt. If things got way out of hand or way too stressful or whatever, she wasn't necessarily communicating because she didn't want to cause a problem. It was for the right reasons. She didn't want to start anything or she didn't, she was afraid it would be a bigger deal than it was. And did, could she trust herself? Was she making a bigger deal of it than it should have been? Should she wait until later? Well, then of course you calm down and then you don't say anything at all, but then something else happens and it attaches itself to that earlier issue. And all of a sudden something that seems really small to me is a huge giant deal. And all of a sudden it's a three hour conversation at, you know, 11 o'clock at night that lasts till 2 AM. And ah, well, no communication is is the key with any relationship especially with a marriage and i think saying something is important um but there is the other other end of the spectrum where where there are wives and husbands that say everything that comes to their mind there are people that are completely opposite of you jen and, and say everything they say think everything of, they yeah. think so the question I wanted to ask is, and maybe even our listeners can write in later or call in and say, you know, how, when is communication not enough? When is it too much? When, how can communication not be nagging? Uh, cons- you know, cause there is that, there is that every single thing that comes to your head, people say, um, I've seen people that were too shut up and then they, they break out of that, but then they're too vocal and they don't have any tact. And they think, mm-hmm. just because I feel it, it's real. Um, <laughs> and, and not everything you feel is real, but not everything you feel is fake either. So what do you think? What do you think the balance is? How do you communicate what you're feeling in a stressful situation and thinking as your child pulls your headphones off your head? Um, how, do you, how do you strike that balance? I I know one thing that's been effective recently that I never figured out until now is just to very calmly tell you the thing, you know, something that that bothers me without telling you at the moment it's really upsetting me to where it comes out just as a scream or a nag or so how whatever. Does it, is that a timeline issue? Is, or It's just a matter of saying it in it, – it, I get listened to a lot better if I just say it in a normal voice with ah. a normal – Hey James, this really bothers me when you do this, this, and this. Right. Well, and, and, and it, 
And that seems to be way more effective than, I wish you'd, uh, you always do this and I hate it and you do it all the time and I'm so sick of it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and then, well, then I just kind of get ignored. And let me tell you how that feels. That second one is exactly what sends me up the wall because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you, it's something that you have never told me was an issue. And, so, and I'm flipping out like and I've you're, told you. And you say, times. yeah, and you flip out, but then you say, you always do this. And then I have to go back in time instantly and I say, she's been this mad every single time. And so it makes it feel like a part of the relationship has been a lie. Mm. You know, it's like if you found out that your girlfriend always thought you were ugly all the time, the whole time you'd been dating or something, you know, and she'd lied to you. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I really uh, I go back and and it blows my mind because then then the next thought that comes to my head is I wish she'd told me sooner because it's a small thing and I could have stopped it. Mm hmm. I could have just stopped it. I didn't realize it. And maybe I even I think back and it was there was a passive comment or a slight, you know, a thing I wish you wouldn't do this or whatever whatever, but it wasn't I didn't get the intensity of it. I didn't understand how big of a deal it was because you know there's millions of things, you know, that we say to mm-hmm. each other, "Oh, I never want this kind of bread again." But then two weeks later, I'm fine with the bread. So do we take that seriously? But then, hey, I wish you wouldn't leave such and such in front of the door. Um you know, two weeks later, are we fine with it being in front of the door or are we not? Or am I going to get the plah? So I urge other people when they come to me for counseling or anything like that is is tell people how things make them feel. Not you make me feel blah, 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 or I hate it when you do this or attaching that on them. You know, uh, you're a slob because you do this. I'm sorry, Dunder. We were just role playing. You're, you're not a slob, Dunder. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you are. But let's let's since we're let's use this Dunder when you cry during my podcast. <laughs> it makes me feel unimportant. It makes me feel like you don't respect what we're doing. But see the difference between that and saying you don't respect me. You don't respect me. Some woman will come out and say that to a man, and the man's like, "Where in the world did that come from?" Well, in your head, you know it's because you cried during my podcast, <laughs> and you should just know that. Three weeks ago, you cried during my podcast, and you don't respect me as a person. But uh, and so we have a fight for three hours that finally brings that out. Um, I don't think it's helping the dungeon. No, it's not. It's not. He's still disrespect. Yeah, put him right in front of the microphone. I That's didn't awesome. mean to do that. I'm um, sorry. Don't get upset. I'm trying to complete our thought without getting too... I'm trying to stop him from crying. It's okay. Uh, Anyway, point being that that sometimes we can do those mental gymnastics in our head ahead of time and cut through it and just say what you feel. But do it in a constructive way. When, When you do this or when you say this, it makes me feel that you don't respect me or you don't like me or that you don't have enough time for me. Um, And that's not the case. Anyway... Uh, I think I think we've beat this dead horse down. The Dunder is definitely waiting for the next segment, so we're going to do that right now. We'll be right back after the baby shuts up. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. All right, for anybody that's wondering why we haven't done a show for two months, this episode should answer that question. It's really hard to do. The newborn. So uh, stick in there with us. Stick in there and and uh, don't unsubscribe. No, but uh, Geek Loves Nerd is a passion of mine. Uh, matter of fact, I perceive that it will outlast nobody's listening, um, if only because my wife is more consistent. 
than my my brother. Well, you're not going to Ireland anytime soon. No. Well, you never know. Uh, but anyway, that was our topic. If you have any comments or, or input on that that whole thing about stressful times, if if this has spoken to you at all, uh, we'd love to get your feedback. You can send that to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. That would be awesome. But it's time for the Ask Jen segment. Julia asks Jennifer, uh, number one, how do you get dinner on the table with two little ones? Or are you in a fend-for-yourself mode? I wish I was in a fend-for-yourself mode. Yeah, I would answer no. She's not in a fend-for-yourself mode. How do, I how do mostly you do, it? do it with your help. I don't do complicated meals at all. You no, know, she doesn't. That. It's can... a lot of uh, ramen noodles. It's not true. I don't do anything that takes probably more than 30, 40 What kind of minutes. stuff are you cooking, though? Tell people. Like sloppy joes and fries or spaghetti, my favorite and your not favorite. Um, and I love spaghetti. You do, but I cook it too much. Yes. Um, stuff like lasagna and... We haven't had lasagna in a Stone's I Age. No, because it's fattening and I've been on a diet. Um, and uh, Which you're doing great with, by the way. Thank you. You look like a babe. Thank you. Um, I can't I cook chicken, just different kinds of chicken. <laughs> yeah, there's know. only so many meats. Hamburgers There's, there's pigs, and there's brats. chickens, and there's cows, and there's turkeys. Well, I do barbecue chicken. It's all about the presentation. Um, I don't know what else I cook. Well, your sides and stuff. I mean, would you say you cut corners by getting oh, big time. prepared stuff or what? Yeah, I do a lot. Of I mean, you don't stuff. bake your own chickens. You get them from the deli. I've yes, seen that. that's so. true. So there's and yeah, or I buy yeah pieces of chicken and put them in the oven. I don't and and there's very little garnish, right? On no. the plates, it's no not like parsley. There's no plating. No, that that part's fin for yourself. But no, Jen does a great job with food. But um, yeah, but the key is having somebody to help because, like I was talking about before, the um when you weren't there, I mean, I was just frustrated beyond measure trying because the kid cries a mm-hmm. lot at night and it's Jenna needs something and I'm trying to get dinner on the table and then I'm trying to clean it up and it is very hard. Not my favorite time of the day, that's for sure. So how do I help you? Tell the people um, so the husbands will know what to do. You hold the baby is mostly what you do. Yep. Um, and sometimes you kind of entertain Jenna. I mean, a lot of times you probably do. Well, Jenna is always with She's me. She's interested in whatever you're doing, yeah. so that kind of... But yeah, holding the baby or just kind of keeping track of the baby because I can't. The, when the baby cries, it just stresses me out. Yeah, you'd think I could tune it out by now, but I can't. No. Okay. Uh, she asked, "What is your favorite movie?" Um, my favorite movie probably. You know, the original Parent Trap was my favorite movie for a long time. Okay. What about that? That's your all-time favorite mm-hmm. movie. What I about more so. recently, like a recent movie? What would you say? Like the last few that we've seen. How, how did you like uh, Incredible Hulk, for instance? I oh, that's right. We didn't go see that because of the freak out. Okay. I can't think of what movie. I really liked that Horton movie was good, too. Horton? Horton. Hmm. Horton Here's a Who. Yeah, I wouldn't call it my favorite, though. But, but recent. Favorite. Yeah, if I had to sit with the movie with Jenna, that's one of My recent favorite is going to be Wally. whenever we get to go see it with Jenna. Yes, we have to go Heard see it. Heard great things on ELR about it, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, what's your favorite bumper sticker? Or do you have one? Um, I'm kind of against bumper stickers. What's your favorite bumper sticker, Jen? Can I say the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. It's not really family friendly. <laughs> what is it? Spell it. Would it be terrible? It's not really my favorite, but it's funny. <laughs> what? Jesus loves you, but everybody else <laughs> thinks you're a butthole. <laughs> Only not. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's a lot more funny when you don't say but. But anyway. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. No, in general, I, I don't like bumper My stickers My favorite at bumper all. sticker, thanks for asking, is the Nobody's Listening bumper oh, sticker. Oh, yeah. There you go. I still, it's, I don't think of that as a bumper sticker. Though. Why not? That is a legitimate bumper sticker. it's not on your bumper on your car. Well, nobody puts bumper stickers on their bumpers anymore, except for those mm. weird people that want to tell everybody about Jesus and paint scriptures and on their I, car and I fingernail like, polish. I like the one with Calvin peeing. That's real exciting. Wow. <laughs> that's not a bumper sticker. That's well, a redneck tradition. I know, but Since it's in the same place where, the bumper sti- where your bumper sticker is. Okay. Hey, guess a number between one and ten. Okay. Do I say it out loud? No. Okay. All right. Number five, do you Sudoku? Yes. I used to. I haven't recently. I was kind of into it for a while. She had books upon books. Yeah. And yeah. My somebody's mom even got you an electronic Sudoku. Yeah, it was your mom. Yeah. That went over great. But it never worked. Never worked well. No, I think I never figured out how to work it. I don't know. All right, it's time for some EMV mails, and then we're going to shut the show down. Hey, James and Jen, I just wanted to say thanks for your podcast. I listened to the Right Guy podcast, and I'm now looking at about a page worth of notes. Can you believe that, Jen? Uh, I was sitting in a local coffee shop. I put you notes guys in on the, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I put you guys in the background on my computer as I was doing some praying and Bible reading in order to help a friend who was going through a breakup. I found it quite a god thing that the right guy was the next podcast on the list for me to listen to. As I was sitting there reading different verses a friend had given me, I found myself not even taking notes on the verses, but on your advice. And uh, I don't know exactly what I was going to say next to my friend, and I still don't. But I know that God is working and it is going to be all right. Thanks for keeping up the good work. God bless. D from Dallas, Texas. So thanks, D. It's awesome. The Gospel of Kennison is even reaching into Geek Loves Nerd. So uh, my wife has gone to help the Dunder shut up. So, uh, oh, she's running back. <laughs> what do you think about the Gospel of Kennison reaching out to uh, the people on other podcasts? I, I think that's great, but... um. The, I don't know. I'm a little afraid of the gospel of Kenison, mostly because David's involved. I mean, she was, it, it superseded the real gospel, and that's a little scary for me. Yeah, but, that's very scary. Well, all truth is God's truth. That's what I say, so it doesn't worry yeah. about too much. Uh, hello, James and Jen. It has been interesting listening to you two debate on who is a nerd and why. Plus, who is a geek and why? I believe there are regional generational variations. Well, that's fine. You can believe whatever you want to believe. <laughs> I grew up calling myself a nerd. I'm 49. I am in firm belief that my husband is one too he's also 49 we didn't care what the general population thought was important we stuck to our own belief system and focused more on intellectual adventures uh than what was popular our children 16 and 17 proudly call themselves nerds when they speak about academics but identify themselves also just as proudly as band geeks all four of us spend too much time on computers though why my son is a gamer uh, though only my son is a gamer, but just barely, as we prefer him to spend his time on other things. Anyway, just wanted to plant the idea in your heads that what constitutes a nerd or a geek in one generation or location may not translate elsewhere. Bottom line, regardless of how you define them, geeks and nerds are wonderful people. Glad to be one and glad to have been involved in the creation and nurturing of two more. Adios, mother unit from the forums. Any comments on that? Um, A band geek? Yeah, I I think it's abs- I I don't think that she described what she actually was saying. I you know she said generational and and regional differences on what makes a geek or a nerd. I would disagree because the internet defines that first of mm. all. Secondly, your your uh, example simply illustrated a different point that you can be a nerd who is also a geek. Mm. You know, intellectual stuff is what makes you a nerd. 
but uh, you can be a band geek who's really smart. Yeah, because so, being in the band isn't really neat. again. My definition of of geek and nerd nerd is somebody that's really smart and very academic. A geek is someone who's passionate about just about anything. You can be a NASCAR but that's geek. Mostly no. Yes, you can. You can't have a redneck geek. Yes, you can. I don't think that's possible. Anything that you collect, that you, no. you devote time that to, is just, that is the definition of geeks geek. Geeks are the guys with the computers and the glasses and the... They don't. They sit in their basements. They don't shower. <laughs> wow! As I'm sitting in my basement, having not showered after mowing the lawn. <laughs> well, mowing the lawn would would disqualify you as a geek. But no, I see. Mm, 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 me and Scott Johnson would agree um, on my definition. Mm. Maybe there are marital differences of what a geek should be. Mm. Uh, Julia Moore wrote, "Love, love, love the show." I have been out of my nerd closet for about 10 years now, and this show really hits the spot. I'm a Christian wife, mom, and part-time math instructor at a local community college. My husband is a tech-savvy contract manager for a wireless company and part-time gamer. I have really appreciated the love advice between the nerd wife and the geek husband, and I've also enjoyed listening to your podcast banter whenever I can. We have three kids together, and now that they can get up and uh, pour their own cereal in the morning, parenthood, <laughs> parenthood rules. Be a Assured, once you finish the diaper duty, it gets replaced with more rewarding jobs like piano lessons, baseball, and ballet. And yes, good times are ahead. Enjoy the cuddles, though. My 10-year-old is getting shy of mom loving at the moment. I miss the little boy who would giggle when I squeezed him and held my hand when we walked through the stores. That's all for now. Cheers from the Moore family from Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Michigan. What in the world, Julie, are you trying to do to my wife right now? You're trying to devastate her. Get them all grown up as soon as possible so they can break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, can you? I I can foresee the day you come home crying because Dunder was embarrassed of you because he is yours. Jenna's mine. Yeah, Jenna's and already embarrassed of me. <laughs> she loves you only. <laughs> no, she's sweet to me, but mm. she'll she'll hate me by the time she's six, uh, probably. <laughs> I do not. I pray when I pray. I pray that you and her will get along well <laughs> those, into adulthood. Those teenage years. I do not want to be hopefully, the umpire. Hopefully, I'll be back to work by the teenage years, and you can raise her for a little while. There you go. This is the last one. Hey, James and Jen, while driving over the 4th of July weekend, I was thinking to myself at the different reasons why I think I'm a geek. Over the course of my travels, I came up with a list, which I will call the 10 signs you know you're a geek. Now, while not all these things would apply to every geek, they all apply to me. So here we go. 10 signs you know you're a geek. Number 10. You know the name of the only minor character to appear in all of the original Star Wars movies. Do you know? No, but he has the answer here. What is it? Wedge Antilles. Oh, Number nine. So you, sad for you not knowing that. You've searched for new podcasts by entering geek in the search field. I have done that. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Number eight. And I hope other people do because that's how people will find our show on yeah, iTunes. That's true. Uh, number eight, when someone mentioned the artist Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, the first thing that popped in your head was the TMNTs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That would be me I'm as sure well. You, yeah. I used to collect them in high school. And I would buy the toys and carve them and repaint them to look like the original graphic novels by Eastman and Laird. But anyway. And the, you also had a, quite a collection of the cards. Yes, I did. I heard from a <laughs> podcast. Stop it. <laughs> Number seven, you've struggled 
with which order to introduce your five-year-old son to the Star Wars movies, one through six or four through six, and then one, two, three. Have you considered I that? I am. <laughs> I am. And Except it's your three-year-old daughter. And, and she's not ready yet. She will be when she's four. I, she, I did watch uh, Back to the Future with her the other day, and no, now she's sure. naming everything Marty. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm okay with that. Yeah, she named her Stingray Marty. <laughs> So, uh, and and the the cat from the book you read her last night had to be renamed Marty. Yeah, she didn't like the name cat yet. But she knows all the characters, <laughs> Doc and, and, and everything. But she believed Doc when they said in the first one that he was their uncle. He was Marty's uncle. And so she calls him Uncle Doc. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to do four, five, and six, and then one, two, three. You've got to do it that way. Yeah, I think I concur. Especially because since four, five, and six is you're are watching, a lot better. You're watching one, two, and three, and then you watch four, five, and six. And the first time a kid's going to watch four they're going to go why um what is it what was i going to say uh why is obi-wan kenobi pretending he doesn't know c-3po and r2d2 that's the part that's going to blow especially r2d2 but anyway i don't remember owning any droids before you know he didn't own them it just doesn't make there's continuity issues if you watch Mm. them the right way number six uh, you found such trivial things as eating, sleeping, and going to the bathroom nuisances while gaming for hours on end. <laughs> That's so you. <laughs> it has been me. I'm yeah, better now. Yeah, I was going to say, not anymore, but yeah. Number five, you've replotted the storylines for the Star Wars prequels, making them ten times better than the garbage George Lucas churned out, first and foremost by eliminating Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I rewatched yeah. the first one again, and I was like, why in the world? They could have kept the way he looked. Just change the voice. Yeah, that was annoying. Even even the mannerisms I could handle. A clumsy oaf, you know, it's just random enough to work. But the voice and the acting, ugh. Um, Number four, the most frequent sports injury, gamer's thumb. Mm -hmm. That would be true. I've had carpal tunnel, but luckily I got mine from painting and, and resurfacing a wall. Number three, you've read either a technical manual or encyclopedia or both based on a fictional world cover to cover. Haven't done that one. No. But Although, you have read a technical manual base of, like, your um stuff. Like what? Some One of your technologies. Don't Like, your, when you get your new phone, you read the whole manual. I do and, read every manual that I get for yeah. everything because I want to make sure to make absolutely the most use out of it possible. It would drive me nuts to have a piece of technology and find out three years later that it did something It would drive that me I nuts to read one page of a technical manual. I mean, I just... Ugh. So, uh, you can recite by memory the cheat code for unlimited lives on Contra. Can you? Yes, I can. What's up, up, Contra? down, down. Oh my gosh! Oh! You don't know what Contra is! Oh no, you don't have that much hair. Don't pull it out. <laughs> Contra was a game on the NES. Uh-huh. And if you punched in a code before the startup screen slid across and found its place in the center of the screen, then you had unlimited lives. Mm-hmm. And that was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. The most popular cheat code ever. Oh, you're a loser. Uh, and the number one sign you know you're a geek, you've used the force to open the automatic doors at the grocery store. Have you done that? No. <laughs> But I have uh, tried to convince Jenna that I have magic powers. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily force powers, though, mm. because it would be lost on her. Well, that's my list. I'd like to know, James, what about what about you makes you a geek? And from Jen, what about James do you think makes him a geek? Thanks for doing a great podcast. Kimball Earl from Mesa, Arizona. So, Jen, what makes me a geek to you? 
Um, your love of the computer okay. and all technology. Yep. The fact that you think your world is coming to an end because we don't have an updated surround sound. We have a giant television. And we have It's no, huge. It weighs 400 pounds. It's like four years old. It cost us $2,000 And we, we can't afford it. a flat panel now. Ugh. And they're so cheap now. They were like $10,000 back when we bought that television. And oh, it drives me nuts. And you must have, and you have at least six computers in the house. Yeah, that's true. And you have this nasty giant monitor. It's uh, very large. It's 24 inch, but it's a CRT and it's absolutely monstrosity. <laughs> it like, And yeah, you just love all things technology. I'm gaming. not all, not all technology. I'm not crazy about epilators. <laughs> what? Those are those springy things that pull your hair out if you're a lady off your legs. Yeah. Not uh, liking those. I don't care okay. how advanced those become. Not okay, crazy about them. But pretty much matter. all other technology, yeah. 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 Yeah, I read tech blogs. I listen to tech mm-hmm. podcasts. I read up on stuff. I try to tell stuff about you to you and you don't care. I try to care. Yeah, you try. I do. So anyway, it's time to get out of here. Uh, make sure you check out our website at geeklovesnerd.com. Uh, we have forums that you can access through that website. We'd love to see you on the forums. Email us your thoughts, comments, you know, ask Jen questions, show ideas, whatever. Uh, feedback to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com or call us on our phone line. It's 206 650 We'd love for, to hear from you. We didn't have any voicemails this time. Uh, because we used them all up on the last show. So, um, Jen, I guess I have to say I loved you. I loved you, too. I like the little smacks. Since 1996. (laughs) (laughs) Never loved me before that. Well, actually, since 2006. Yeah. (laughs) Our new marriage date. All right. We'll see you later. Go take care of our kid. And I'll go out in the garage and sweep up all of the sawdust.